Uh, welcome, Street Smart Podcast. Uh, today's guest, Cody Gill. How are you doing, man? I'm awesome, man. I'm out here in West Texas, where I was born and raised. Uh, not Odessa, because... <laughs> You know that's uh that's that's where that's not where we were raised. I was Midland, uh, but uh, you know out here in West Texas, there's so much activity, and really, I would say in the state uh, for entrepreneurship, you might be hard pressed to find an area that has more of that kind of just sensibility about it. It's just so much of that out here. Absolutely. And looking at your history and going through uh, LinkedIn, I think you've started approximately 92 percent of the businesses in west texas is that right i'm, I'm working on it i'm yeah. trying to hit 98 <laughs> yeah. percent well you're close man yeah absolutely. but you started a lot and uh for me you know this podcast is about that exact thing you know that uh, that sort of you know just always ready to pull the trigger if if uh if the right idea shows up yeah absolutely. And, uh, and man that's always fascinated me and and you know you and i talked a bit before uh we started recording and it's just uh it, it's just a whole different kind of mentality but the purpose of this is not to you know discuss you know stealth or any of your other 75 or 80 businesses <laughs> it's really to to discuss you and okay. and get to know the the person behind making those types of of decisions and uh, and in leaps of faith in a lot of cases absolutely um and so you know to start that and, and in that spirit you know tell me about yourself where were you raised where you born you know, all of that stuff. We'll okay. start there. Uh, also, thank you for the drink. Absolutely, man. Got to got to have the crown. <laughs> right, right. Uh, it helps conversation. Absolutely, absolutely. First podcast helps helps the nerves out. Oh yeah, that's your first one. Huh? <laughs> so I'm uh, honored. Cody Gill, raised in uh, West Odessa, right where we're at. Yeah. Um, Thirty four years old. Uh, grew up out here, out in West Odessa, out, out here where we grew up. We're uh, we're the ones that aren't supposed to make it, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. So. We're, we're definitely not the rich side of town by any means. And, uh, man, I, I, I kind of always prided myself on, on being from here and, and being out this far. Uh, grew up, played football, played all the sports, went through high school, uh, never went to college. Um, I went straight to a pulling unit. So in, in high school, I was on a rouseabout crew during the summer. I didn't yeah. get to go lift weights and all that with my friends. My we, dad you had didn't to, have to if you're on a roundabout yeah, crew. Exactly, <laughs> that, exactly. that is your weight room, yeah, brother. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I did. I came back a lot stronger than most of the guys that were in the weight room. But uh, yeah. that was my summertime during high school was, was roustabouting. Um, after that, my dad, uh, after we graduated, uh, my dad had our uh, pulling unit crew pick me up the next day. I didn't get a summertime. Not a uh, not after we graduated. So. so so your dad at that time was running a workover rig. Yes, he had a couple of workover rigs going. Him and another guy. And, okay, uh, so they yeah. were his workover rigs. Yeah, yeah, they oh, were his. Cool. They were his. Uh, his and another guy they were partners on. And um, that that truck pulled up at five a.m. and I thought, man, what, what in the world's going <laughs> on? What the hell am I getting into? Wait a minute. Yeah. What's happening here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I know. I know. So I uh, I worked on that for a few years. Absolutely loved it. Loved the people. Loved everything about it. Um, the atmosphere is what it was great it was the first few days i didn't give it a chance i hated it and then i just grew to love it loved my crew loved everything about it um so kind of learned that whole deal and then well uh, you guys it, out there on it's you're a family yeah because yeah. you're, you're so isolated yeah. from everything yeah. else yeah there's nothing around yeah you. and you're working on stuff that sometimes has just been shit on for years yeah. and years yeah. and so it, it takes a it, it, you do you become a team yeah, you truly yeah. become a team and a family and yep. you know i work work for neighbors well services yeah and uh you know those those rig crews a lot of times were actual family like you're yeah, describing absolutely you know? and, and absolutely. it's uh you know that's a, that was always an interesting thing for me being a safety professional yeah. also to think 
of course you're going to work safe. You don't want to hurt your son or your dad. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. So, so yeah. So so and for those that don't know or not in the oil and gas industry, a, a workover rig or a pooling unit is a, a smaller rig that goes out. It's mobile. Yep. You drive it up and down the road. Then you stand the derrick up. You you work on the the well, whatever needs to be repaired. These are completed wells yeah. that are in some cases producing, some cases not. Um, but you you do routine maintenance and work and whatever else and you yeah. can even do some re-entry stuff with them absolutely uh, but uh but yeah it's a uh, it's hard hard work man and, and it's it's good work and the field i broke out it was very old wells so it was nasty full of paraffin full of all full of all oh. kinds of just nasty stuff yeah. so yeah it was it was rough it was but it was fun oh it it is uh it's an interesting uh it's an interesting way to break out in the oil field brother <laughs> absolutely absolutely <laughs> absolutely so so then going into that i, I got one of my buddies on zach and it was kind of cool having him out there with me because, like you said, we're so isolated. Right. We didn't have a, a whole lot to talk about or discuss, you know. And so when I got him out there, it was a it was a lot more fun that way, you know. And yep. we just we made the best of it. I uh, we had a reverse unit operator out there with us every day, and I thought, man, I'm getting off this pulling unit one day. So I stood by his side and I learned, and I got my chance at a reverse unit, and I kind of just took off and ran with it from there. So, awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. And so uh, explain what a reverse unit is, just the high level. So reverse unit has a pump. As a swivel, you could go in. You could uh, you could drill out plugs, drill out uh, you know deepen wells, uh, clean out wells, stuff like that. It, it's, sure, I always refer to it as kind of like a, a miniature drilling rig going there, and you know you hook it up to the pulling unit and you go down and just kind of clean out or drill, right. like I said, drill out plugs or whatever yep. you need to do. So, so so then you got your chance on the the reverse unit, and you were like, man, this is better yeah. than the rig. Yeah, this is absolutely yeah. awesome, yeah. and I absolutely loved it. Um, and uh, kind of just went from there, made connections. Um, my dad had a partner at the time in in their company that was a uh, that was kind of a a deal of their own. So I wanted to do my own thing eventually, you know. And when I were, uh, I met another guy and who is now one of my very best friends, Tyler, we started a, uh, a trucking company and uh, we started a vacuum truck company. Um, we built it up, we sold it off, and then. Now, how old are you when you start the, the vac, vac truck company? I, I believe I was 21 when I did that. Yeah. That's insane to me. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was it was it, a risk for sure. Yeah, but did you realize it was a risk at the time, or are you just oh, yeah, a 21 yeah. year old kid going, "Man, watch this"? No, no, I I was very calculated with it all, and I absolutely had zero dollars to my name, you know. And, yeah, yeah. And Tyler at the time he was 24, I believe. Um, so it was rough, and and my grandma. I started with a fifteen thousand dollar loan from my grandmother, wow. who absolutely had no money as well. So, so she gave you everything yeah, she had. Yeah, it was a gamble, man. It was, and uh, it worked out really good. It really did. Man, so, that's awesome. And yeah. and so from that early age, and what do you think uh, gave you that mentality of man? I'm just going to do my own thing. Was it living out in West Texas, where that's a, a very common thing? Yeah. And you see a lot of people that you know maybe live next door to you, and now they're they've ascended to you know no true so, wealth or was it watching your dad own a business or or what was it do you think that uh that gave you that mindset at that age because 21 is young yeah dude. so i was born with the sickness called trying to make money at everything i do that that and it is i could have any hobby in the world and while i'm doing having fun with that hobby i'm sitting there thinking how in the world can i make money doing how can this? i monetize yeah, yeah, this so, yeah so i grew up out west odessa right so there's a lot of chicken out here a lot of a lot of stuff going out here with, with farming and you know stuff like that back in the day so when i was uh when i was going into junior high you know we we weren't the most well off we lived a dang good life but you know 
I wanted the nicest things. So what I did is I started breeding chickens at the age of 12. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's how I'd buy my school, like nice school clothes and stuff like that, you know. And then I got into to, uh, dairy cows, yeah. started flipping them in the newspaper at the age of like 14. So I've always had it, and I've always, I've always just had the drive to, to build things and watch it grow, you know. Sure. Um, my, my dad's been the same way, and so has my mom. But uh, we really didn't start doing the whole business thing and, uh, you know, and growing it until uh, – we just kind of all teamed up together, and that's that's when it really took off. So at 21, you start a, a vacuum truck company, which that's an interesting segment of the trucking industry to jump into. Yeah, yeah uh, but it's it's absolutely um, very common. Yeah, uh, yeah. oil field yep. need, and yep. if if you you don't need a whole lot of customers to do really well with a couple trucks. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and and so you say it's a calculated risk. So what was the name of that company? It was Tyco Petroleum Services. Tyco Petroleum yep. Services. Yep. So you build that up yep. over how many years? Uh, just a couple of years, two years. And, it, it and, and sold it. And then sold it. Yeah. Yep. So now you now you do have some money. Yeah. Hopefully you paid grandma back. Oh, yeah. She got her money back pretty quick. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She did. Did did you uh, did you give her a did you sweeten the deal when you gave her money back? Grandma still gets money to this day. Ah, so man, you got to you got to do she's that. Yep. You got to do that. Yep. Um, so so everything you're back square now. Now you got a little bit of money. Um, then what? So so during that time is when uh, my dad and me and my mom got together and decided we were going to buy my dad's partner. Well, his partner wanted to keep the rigs, and we kept the tubing testers and scanners. Okay. And we started Stealth, and that was in 2011. And uh, that's when we teamed up, and uh, we're a hell of a team, and we grew that thing together. Uh, and now we're one of the biggest in North America at what we do here at Stealth. So we're really proud of that, pride ourselves on it. Uh, branched out into several different divisions. Uh, got some big things coming next week for Stealth that uh, we hadn't really talked to anybody about, but it's going to be pretty pretty phenomenal. So Man, that's amazing. Yep. And, and so you went from the, the VAC truck, you take that, you, you partner with your, your family, which, I mean – there are there are real horror stories with that. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, but there are also these kinds of stories. Absolutely. So, um, I, it, to me, I always thought, why wouldn't I partner with my family? Yeah. I mean, if I can't trust them, who then, can you? Then who can you yeah, really yeah. you know count on? Uh, and so then you guys start Stealth, which is blown up. Man. Yeah. I mean, yes. I mean, Stealth is Stealth is awesome. Appreciate it. Uh, and uh, and and you know, I, I first came across you. <laughs> there was a picture of you at, at uh, Aaron Marquez's house, yep. uh, standing next to Lindsey Graham, making him look this tall. Yeah, that was that was uh, a great night. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and I was like, man, like, there was something about you. And so there, there's a. Uh, so I was like, I'm gonna follow that guy. So I'm gonna I'm watch. And then, man, just it, it was always very intriguing to me. You know your backstory. I didn't really know your backstory, and uh, and so then. It. What's interesting though is that even <laughs> at the age of twelve, yeah, you yeah. were like, "Man, I'm I'm gonna do something, yep, right?" Yep. And it was that mentality that I have. There's this stuff that I want, and I'm just gonna figure out a way to get yeah, that. Absolutely, and that's that's what it was. You know, I had yeah. the I had the hunger for for the nice things, and I, I wanted to figure out a way to get it. But now it's not so much that. Um, my thing is watching things grow, helping people grow. You know, then I absolutely love that. So now I have this deal. It's a, it's open door policy, and I have that with my employees at every company. But it's also with just your everyday people who have mm -hmm. an idea and want to start something. And that's how I've started several businesses. Was people coming in my door and saying, "Hey, I got this idea. You got a minute?" And I'm absolutely. Let's talk about it. Let's sure. figure it out. So we took some big risk, um, and m most of them have paid off for the most part. Not all of them are home runs, but you know, most of them have, and it's it's been great. It's really cool. So you, you mentioned um, one of the things that you truly enjoy doing is is taking someone 
you know, like myself that may have, may have a great idea, but maybe hesitant to, yeah. you know, pull the trigger, yep. which is something I'm definitely very, uh, risk averse in that, yeah. in that way. Um, and, and you talk about one of your favorite things is to kind of push that person into doing it. Yep. How do you do that? I, I don't know. I just, uh, they come to me. If the idea is great, we'll, uh, we'll start the business and I'll, I will, we'll have meetings and uh, my, my partner makes fun of me. Hey, man, why are we all, I mean, like, we're always having these meetings, you know? Sure. I said, hey, we got to teach these people. We got to groom them to do how we do things. And that's that's how it's got to work. Um, I don't know everything, but my way is a, is a pretty good way, I think. So we'll take them in. We'll get started. They know the line of work, but we know the business side. So they'll learn that from us as well. And then uh, we'll just we'll just grow it as we go, you know? So let's say I came to you on a business idea and you were like, sounds good, man. Let's do this. And then I was like, oh, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can... Uh, say I'm super uh, hesitant. How do you get me to not be? So what we do 99% of the time is you have $0 into this thing. It's all of our money or all of our names guaranteeing the loans. And it's you, you know, it's it's on your shoulders, of course. It's up to you to sure, work. Sure, sure. But I'm pretty well connected. Uh, I, I meet people all the time. Uh, I I'm, I'm go out in the field all the time. So I could also, you know, and I'll, I'll comfort them by saying, hey, I, I've got work too. I can help get work for this or that, you know. And sure. Usually works out, but it helps a lot more when they realize they don't have to put a dollar on the line. You know, it's it, yeah, sweat I tell equity. You, it, it definitely, um, that definitely would ease some, uh, some stress. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, if that person, even with that, if, if you offer that and that yeah. person's like, I don't know, and then you're probably going to walk. Yeah. Because they're not going to put the effort in. To, to at that point, if they're still hesitant, yeah. you got to worry about yeah. their work ethic. Are they going to be 100 percent right? yeah. on correct. board? Yeah. Correct. And and there has been times where that has bit us. Uh, we started a wireline company. I mean that that yeah. thing. We just we didn't have the right guy running it. It just wasn't the right situation. wasn't the right team. And uh, could have been great, but it wasn't. Uh, we did lose our butts pretty good on that. And, <laughs> but hell, it is what it is. You can't you can't hit all home runs, you know. And I, I was pretty down about it. And I was uh, I was talking to my dad about it, and he said, "Son, you, you're not going to hit them all out of the park, you know." So. And we had just uh, did another company as well, which was a chemical company, and it's kind of the same situation. And you know, it's, it's just one of them deals. But sure, if you hit them all out of the park, everybody in the world would do it, right? So yeah, if it was easy, everyone would do yeah, it. Absolutely. But, you know, it, it, but it's that you you um, you go into it with the expectation that this is going to be a grand slam every time. Yeah, oh, absolutely. We're not going to fail. You know, yeah. especially if it's something that I know about. I guarantee you, we're not going to fail. I'm going to give it my all, and we're gonna we're gonna make it work. You ever started a business on something you didn't know about? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, for instance, Wireline. You know, yeah. Um, I have a, a very successful rig cleaning company that I'm partners with with uh, Tyler, the guy I mentioned earlier, and then a, a girl named Kira McNair. Um, she came into my office with that open door policy. A guy brought her in, introduced us, and I thought, what in the hell are we doing? This girl is all over the place. She is wild. She's a wild card. So when she left. She has a good personality, like you, you cling to her, but I was like, man, she is all over the place. Yeah. So when she left, I told Tyler, I said, man, there's no way in hell we're going to do this. He said, I know the business. I, I know people who are in it. There's money to be made here. Let's let's give it a shot. Sure. And we did. And, man, I'm, I'm glad we took a chance on that girl. She'll tell you to this day, we've changed her life, and we've helped her be a better person, and she's also changed ours and, you know, helped us kind of learn how to deal with people in different ways. So. She was definitely the the first of her kind that we've we've handled. And she, she's a one of a kind, and uh, it's it's worked out great. She's very successful. Um, she kept it busy during during COVID. You know, yeah. there was no drilling rigs out there. But the the thing about it, the drilling rigs were being stacked. So before they were being stacked, they had to get taken care yeah, of, cleaned clean up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So she kept us busy, and uh, it was a cool thing. It was it was really cool. But 
her story is probably the best out of all of them that we've done just because of her past, her history. She's been screwed over several times. Oil and gas is the worst industry. It, it, it just gets screwed over, right? It's the it, best it's, and the worst, yeah, it man. Is, it, it is, is. so – I've had the uh, opportunity to work outside of oil and gas. Yeah. Uh, and I realized that as great as that experience was, that's not my people, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's just a different gear, a different yep. uh, different mentality. And, absolutely. And uh, it's the – when the industry is the going good and, and everything's good, yep. uh, it's the best. Absolutely. And so – so with with that being said, I mean, it, like I said, it is the best. It's the it's the uh, it's the best industry to be in um, as far as people, but it's also the worst for you know. There's a lot of backstabbing that goes on and a lot of yep. people stealing and, and such. But uh, yeah, it's it's yeah, and then not to mention the you know the the geopolitical stuff where we're the easiest target in the world to just be the bad guy. Yeah, absolutely, uh, on, absolutely. on the world stage, yeah, even yeah. though uh, you know I always tell people all the time that especially people that aren't in oil and gas. Yeah. There's not another industry in the world that does more for people yep. and the environment both yep. than the oil and gas industry, and no one will ever tell you. And that. they they just don't understand it. They don't no. get it. No. Um, I, I don't know. And it's like the more you do do, and the, the better you, you do. You can't say do 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 do. Yeah, do do. <laughs> so the better you do, it's like man, <laughs> what, what what we just can't please anybody, and it's like the worst person. You know, the worse you are. So the best part of it though is. Uh, the oil and gas industry once you realize you can't please anybody yeah you just go yeah fuck it fuck we're it. just Let's gonna go. do our thing yeah, absolutely yeah. absolutely <laughs> yeah that's, that's kind of how we do it we're man. just gonna go yeah, uh, yeah and so so that's great man so and, and and you so you don't live here anymore you've got you, you live on a ranch out yeah. by, you know possum kingdom you yeah. came in for this but you're out here all the time yeah right? i'm at, yeah, yeah i spend most of my time out here yeah um i'm i'm still very involved with my customers uh my worst thing in the world is I'll meet a new customer and we'll introduce. Well, I know you're busy. Who, who do you want me to call? You no, call me. I'm, yeah, here's I'm my still active. Yeah, yeah, call me. Yeah. Text me. I don't care if it's one in the morning. If you forgot to set up a job for the next day, call me. I'm that guy. Yeah, so we'll, we'll work it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and that's going to be. I, I think that's a lesson that a lot of people, regardless of whether you're an entrepreneur or not. Yeah. And if you are available and can solve a problem, at any point yep. in someone's day. Yep. They'll remember that. That goes a long way. They'll with, remember with anybody. That. Yeah, you get them out of a bind. Mm-hmm. I mean, that goes a long way. Uh, I have a recent customer I've been trying to get in with for a while, and they had a really tight relationship with the brand X for some reason. And uh, I got them out of a bind, and it was very late at night. And now I'm first call on their list, and it, it's awesome. So yeah, it is. It's pretty cool. It, it is. So when when you look at this and you see, um, you, you think back on the businesses that maybe didn't do as well, or uh, the ones that completely failed. Yeah. Even. Yeah. Uh, what what do you think caused that? I mean, was there was there some was there some market influence that caused that, or was it you know it, we just didn't quite nail this particular thing? Uh, when you look back on that after you know looking at it, what did you identify as as man? These things caused th- this the wrong team, the wrong person in place, the wrong person running it, investing in the wrong person mm-hmm. both times. So I've had two that have failed, and uh, it, it's absolutely that 100 percent had the wrong management in place the wrong just we we invested in the wrong guy you know so uh in front of us it sounded good looked good we took it we did it and we've turned down a lot of things and and Mm -hmm. we're glad but uh there's there's been two deals that we've done and uh that that's kind of what it was i mean that's 100 percent what it was it was it was just people people yeah and they're and people are everything they they are they're either your backbone to your company 
Um, gave a guy, uh, one of our great managers in Hobbs, gave him a pickup today, brand new pickup. He started crying, gave me a hug. But that man has uh, doubled, you know, what we've done over there. Sure. Just having him and we treat him well, do it right, and you know, like like they say, you you treat them well, they go nowhere, you know. And right, yeah, it's it's up to um, if you have. So Aaron Marquez, yep. we'll say great that guy, he's, great so, he, and he's he really is. I mean, he really is. Yeah. But it, if you he's made the comment to me before, if you've got good people, people are going to try to take them. Absolutely. Oh, they and they do. And, and your responsibility as the the entrepreneur, the owner of the company, whatever, yep. is to ensure that everything is so great there. Yep. That they're like, hey, thank you for thinking of me. I'm really good. Yeah, but I'm good where I'm, I'm at. I'm really yep. good where I am. Yep. Uh, and so, and that's got to, when you start a business as an entrepreneur, are you thinking that far ahead where you're saying, we're starting this business and it's going to it's gonna blow up because yeah. it's going to be a, a grand slam every time and, and yeah. that's the mentality. Yeah. I'm starting this business, it's going to be a grand slam and um, we've got to make sure we, we treat people correctly. Absolutely. Is that is that you? Do you think do you start having that thought at the inception, or is that something that as you start seeing the the business gain traction that you're like okay, now we can start doing some things for the people? No, I, we we see it from the beginning, and that that's another thing I learned from. I would say both my parents they both worked for somebody else before, right? And that was always their thing that they instilled into me. Hey, you have to take care of the people, and they'll take care of you. You know, and you'll keep them. They'll be loyal. Um, our people are our family. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Our managers. We go down to the ranch. We spend time together. We do a lot of things together. We go out on the lake, go inner tubing. Yeah, I mean, literally everybody that I met when I came in here today, you introduced as your brother. But, yep, that was Hutch and EJ. Those, yeah, those yeah. are my brothers, and they, they look nothing like me, right? I mean, they, well, they're different looking than you for yeah, sure. Yeah, they're they're a little but that's taller. That's okay. Yeah, a little they're taller, taller, a little little darker than me, and they're, they're my brothers. Though I love them to death. Absolutely, yep. and you can tell there's a genuine appreciation on their side too, and, and love for you. Yep. And, and yeah. I, I spend almost every weekend with those two guys alone right there. I mean, uh, they're always at the ranch hanging out with me and my family, uh, just having a good time, you know. So uh, we do. Um, I've got salesmen that work for me that are or work for us that are, uh, you know, twice my age. And, you know, and I, I still look up to them. I go to them for advice. You know, there's, sure. I, I'm never too good to learn from, from my guys. You know, the, the day you can't learn from your people, they're, they're no good for you, right? So right. that's kind of how we look at that deal. When, when, you, uh, when you think about, starting businesses and and those types of things do you ever think man i'm gonna start a business that's not dependent on employees something that is just a kind of a one-man operation that i don't have to that's that's everybody's dream right there and that is that's a big thing of mine but for some reason i get sucked into these companies that just have to have (laughs) they're employee driven 100 percent. you know sure um i recently my, my most recent start is an electrical company one of my brothers who's not a brother but he's a brother uh sean davis and uh, a guy named casey mancha they've uh you know they they're very successful in the electrical world casey's helped build and uh sell multiple businesses you know along with a few other of his teammates but he never had that step never took that step you know and i was always on him like hey guys we're going to start an electrical company let's do this let's when we say this. he's built businesses he's done that for other people, for other people. not for himself yeah, not for himself Come yeah on. So I said, all right, we're going to do this. And, and that's kind of what I focus on when I'm out somewhere and when I meet somebody. I'm, is this the guy? Like, do I, do I want this guy? And, yeah. and they were them. And, and Sean is hands down 100% the guy. So we did it. We started it finally after about, I would I'd say about five years or five to eight years of just begging him, hey, man, let's do this. Let's take this chance. Let's get it done. And uh, of, of hard selling this guy. Hard selling. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was. But some people, like you said, they just, they don't, they don't know how to take the next step or, or mm-hmm. they're just, they just scared to do it, you know? And sure. finally we did it. Um, and uh, it's it's it started in a 
I would say, so we got together in November, I talked to him about it, and then it started in January is when we got rolling. And, uh, you know, so we're into it half the year, and uh, it's it's been great, you know, it, it's been really good. This was the best time to start it as well. I mean, you know the price of wool right now. Oh, man, yeah. So, it doesn't, uh, that certainly doesn't hurt things, yeah, you absolutely. know, uh, at all. Our biggest holdback was equipment. That was it. I mean, you, you can't find equipment anywhere right now. So that was, uh, that's if that's the only problem we run into, we're doing good. Yeah, we're seeing that at Wildcat where we're trying to grow the business and yep. you can't get trucks. Can't get trucks. Yeah, you can't <laughs> get anything. Yeah. <laughs> or if a truck breaks down, God forbid, you can't get it fixed <laughs> yeah, forever. Yeah. Transmission's two years out, you know. Oh, so yeah. it's, it's oh you blew the engine? Yeah. Well, that's cute. We're yeah, not fixing absolutely. that. Yeah. Yep, yep. I'm with you. <laughs> so what's next, man? What do you, what do, you do now? So, now that you've got, you've got all these businesses that are running, things are growing, things are great, you're starting other businesses, is there ever a point where you, 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 have, you can sit back and say, man, I'm good? This, not, or is that just not in you? Not in me. Not at all. Yeah. You know? and, and my dad's asked me that. Hey, when's enough enough? You know, what, what, you know I'm, I'm done. I'm older. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I, I'm never done. That's the thing. Yeah. You know, and I'll, I'll get comfortable. Everything will be rolling smooth. I'm like, man, I'm not going to do anything else. And then somebody will walk through my door. If it's the right deal, we're doing it, you know, 100%. So I've uh, here recently. You're a sucker for the deal, I am, man. I am. The deal. The deal is everything. <laughs> I, uh, I've, I've spent a lot of time uh, building up my ranch, uh, building up the land uh, me, my wife, and kids have. And uh, it's it's been a great thing. And I thought, man, life's great. I'm not going to do anything else. Everything's smooth. Uh, and then years trying to talk Sean and, and, and them into doing something with the electrical deal. Mm-hmm. And then they finally came to me, hey, let's do this. This is the time. I'm like, shit, here we go. Let's do it. So yeah. we got rolling. And uh, my wife said, I thought you weren't starting anything else. I thought you weren't doing anything else. And he said, come on, we've we been together yeah, since I was 15. Yeah, know. absolutely. You know what's up. Yep, you know what's good. Yep, I was exactly. like three years into raising chickens when you met me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. She met her chicken farmer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's kind of what it was. But but she's been by my side through it all, man. Uh, had a great job running reverse unit. You know, those guys mm-hmm. make pretty good money. Yeah, We sure. started that trucking deal and started stealth. And, man, we we literally lived off of pennies for the first three years and that's what most people don't understand either and when i when i do when we do put somebody in a business i'm the one that's thinking hey guys y'all gotta understand your first two to three years in business you're not making a profit you're not going to get rich you're not going to it's not a rich overnight type of deal so that was our thing so she she literally she stuck by my side and i don't know why but she did and uh think she's glad she did now but it was it was rough at first man we had a, a brand new we baby. should have her on here yeah and really. says hey how, how are you feeling about that yeah, yeah, like, yeah it was rough brand new baby our first born you know oh, wow. we were kids man we were young so it was it was rough but uh it was it was fun and we look back and we laugh and then a lot of hamburger helper and but it was cool oh, yeah, it man. worked i still yeah. eat it to this day Hamburger hell was a good meal. It is. It is. I'm not. Even, I'm but, not. I'm but not that's all on she. That. That's all she knew how to cook at the time because we were so well, young. You know. So it was. It was funny that you know, and we couldn't afford to go out to eat at all. Absolutely yeah. none. So at least uh, two times a month, uh, my wife and I will eat what I call shitty nachos. Yeah. Just tortilla chips with shredded cheese in the microwave yeah, yeah. with uh, pickled jalapenos and you know uh, El Paso taco sauce. There on you it. go. It, Heck yeah, that's the and best. And like, we we'd be sitting around trying to figure out what we want to eat. It'd just be like nothing sounds good. I'm, like, I'm gonna go make shitty nachos. Shitty nachos, <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like that. That's the West Texas in you right there, man. Oh yeah, 100%. well yeah, oh yeah. yeah. You can't. Well, you can't get all. You yeah. can't get rid of it completely. No, it's no. just who you are. Yeah, you know? it's Especially always in you. Thirty something years. Absolutely, here, man. absolutely. Um, so that's an interesting point to make too. Is that when when you start a business, and and a lot of people see that in entrepreneurs, they look at at you or they look at Aaron and they look at these guys doing things, and they think, man. Those guys killed it. Yeah. I'm going to do that day one. Yeah, yeah. We wish and, it was like that. Oh, you know, God, that would be amazing. Yeah. Everybody would do it. Then. Yeah, yeah. But the reality is there are times where you're you're thinking, man, I, I might lose everything. Yeah, 
Yep. The, one of the guys I interviewed for this uh, podcast, he said he, he described entrepreneurism as a sickness like you did a moment ago. It is. <laughs> and, and he said it's a particular sickness where you think, you know, there are days where at 10 o'clock in the morning you think I'm a billionaire. Yep. And by noon you're broke. Yep. It's and funny. by the end of the day, you're like, nah, we're going to be okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that when, uh, whenever we started that wireline deal, which we lost our asses on. But in the beginning, it was awesome. And, and Tyler, referring back to my, my, one of my partners, he said, man, in the beginning of this thing, the first six months, I thought we were going to be billionaires. We were yeah. cashing checks, look, wake up every morning, look at the bank account, and it's great. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, where the hell's everything at? And that's where the mismanagement came right. in. and couldn't retain the customer i didn't have the time to go out all the time and, and babysit you know so and that wasn't your role in that business no, anyway. yeah that and that's what i tell people when we start that business one you're not going to be a millionaire day one right two i'm I, I will help you when i can i'll be there i could go get work you know yeah. uh, also you might not be a millionaire ever ever that's a problem too yeah right. and, and they, they got to understand that you know um we started a comp a pump company and uh, the the guy that we put into business he was really young uh, really good at his job uh and we're, we're still doing that. And that thing's grown uh, double every year since we started. And that's it's awesome. been five years. Yeah, it's been absolutely amazing. And he was young at the time. I believe he was 25 when we did it. And uh, it, was a, it was a gamble we took. It was a good one. But uh, he told me two years in this deal, he said, shit, man, I thought I'd be buying a big house by now and all this shit. Absolutely not. Like I said, you got you to gotta understand it takes time, man. Sure. You know, and, and we're doing well. We're selling pumps to Quaid Oil Company and, and yeah. doing all kinds of cool stuff. But with that being said, we're just now starting to kind of see some green, you know, coming in and and that's another thing people don't understand is when you start a company, you better have, uh, you know, operating costs. You better have all that operating expenses, everything in place, or you're you're going to go belly up, you know, yeah, six and, months and, into and it. And include in the operating expenses your salary. Yeah, absolutely. Like you you got to live. And You know, so that, that when you bringing that up, I one, in my interviews on starting a new business, I'll tell somebody, what are you making right now? And we'll use round numbers. They'll say a hundred grand. Well, are you willing to make fifty thousand for the first two years? Oh no, why would I do that? My job's paying me a hundred thousand right now. Well, you're about to get thirty or twenty or you know whatever percent equity in this company sure. for zero dollars, but you have to sacrifice and you have to you know you have to understand that this thing is going to take a lot to get going. You know, so the company you're working for is not a brand new company paying you a hundred grand. Right. And and you know you you can pay that guy that if he's not taking any stake in the company. But when he is, he needs to understand he's got to sacrifice. Right. And when they say no, I'm not willing to do that. That's that's my thing. I'm out. You know, when they're skittish or something, I, I could help coach them through that. But when they're not willing to make the sacrifice for the company that they're about to own, absolutely not. I'm, I'm not in for that. I mean, especially if you're giving them, you know, that much equity in a company that they're putting no dollars yeah, in. zero dollars down, you, yeah. I mean, come on. Yep, absolutely. Uh, yeah. and, and so that, and, you know, I think that's where you're going to see a lot of, like, that's where I would hesitate. Yeah. Because I make great money. Yeah. And uh, and if you're like, well, can you make half that? I'd be like, I don't want to. Yeah. So I'm good. Yeah, I'm good where I'm at. Yeah, my Which family's is absolutely great. amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Family's and, doing good. But I, you know, oftentimes I think too, um, I can't do that right now because I still got kids and, yeah. and this and that and the other thing. But yeah. if if I didn't, and I wasn't have to worry, you know, worry about you know the, them and benefits and whatever else, you know, all those other things, I would be much more inclined to take that risk yeah absolutely uh and so do you see that when you're you're having these conversations do, do younger people hesitate more than than old oh i don't want to say older more experienced people more experienced people well you know most of the time your more experienced people are set up pretty good financially sure. you know uh, the younger ones aren't so much always but um i, I would say it, it's still in both i see it in both you know so uh but yeah it's it's just one of them deals. If if they're not willing to do it, then I'm not willing to put the put the money down with uh, them. You shouldn't be. Yeah, absolutely. You shouldn't be. So that's the. But again, going back to what you were saying about uh, you know when you first start off and, and and everything, 
when the, when you're having those conversations with your wife and you're saying, "Man, we're going to do this," and uh, and we don't have any money to do it, and we took all of grandma's money, yep. and so now she doesn't have any money, yeah. um, but we're going to do this. Is was was your wife completely on board, supportive? And and if so, that's awesome. I got I got a what the hell, and then let's do yeah. it. You know, so yeah, hundred yeah, percent yeah. on board the whole time. Stoked by me, man. So, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, there will be others though that come in and man that would be that would be almost a death knell before you even start yeah if your spouse wasn't fully engaged yeah you, yeah or if i get one that says hey well i'm gonna have to talk it over with my wife which is i understand that right it's a, it's a life-changing deal you should have done that for you came but, here man <laughs> but at the time i tell them too hey i'm not partnering with your wife i'm partnering with you you know right, or i'm right. not partnering with your husband i'm partnering with you we're gonna do this together every decision we make is not gonna be ran by you know it, my, my wife knows hardly anything that goes on throughout my day just because I don't want to talk about when I get home. Mm-hmm. You know, she's raising kids. We're raising kids together. Uh, so I, I leave work at work, you know, unless that phone rings, of course, then you got to get on it. But, yeah. But your wife's been with you long enough now to know that that's just the way it is. Yeah. You yeah, know, my, my wife's been with me out. now. We've been together 20 years, been married, uh, I think it'll be 17 this year. Yeah. Uh, and I knew that answer faster than you did. Yeah. So, um <laughs> So, so my wife knows just the nature of what I do. Yeah, there are times where I got a pretty free day, kind of floating around doing kind of whatever, and can yeah. be more present with her. Yeah, and then there are times where it's like, hey, see you in a week. Yeah, and I just jet, yeah. and uh, and she's been been through all of that, that's, so she's she's comfortable with it. Right it's there. the oil field one for sure. Uh, it, but when I when I think through that, um, and I've seen, and you, I'm sure you have too. Seen guys start businesses and just burn down relationship after relationship, oh, marriage yeah, after yeah. marriage. Yep. And you and your wife have been together, like you said, since you were 15. So yeah, how, how yeah. do you guard against that? Because that's a big thing. And I, I think if one of the reasons I'll, I'll tell you that I'm, was ever, that I'm hesitant ever to start a business is knowing how much it takes to do that yeah. from a commitment standpoint and knowing that currently that juice isn't worth the squeeze on my relationship yeah yeah so how do you guard against that man i, I don't know she's she's tough i guess uh, it, it is it's very rough it, it's hard and and i'm hard-headed and i'm a go-getter and I, I want it done right and if i don't think something's going the right way i'm going to be on top of it i'm going to mm-hmm. be there so uh i guess just having the right teammate and that's that's kind of how she's she's been so it's it's been good but so yeah. your answer is you don't guard against I, I don't, it I you're don't, just fortunate to have I'm someone that puts yeah. up with it yeah, yeah i'm I horrible you. at it absolutely absolutely gosh it's something that i've just witnessed uh just in my you know just in life yeah watching yeah. watching guys and, and you'll see guys that are hugely successful financially yeah and you're like oh man your kids are a wreck you're on your fourth oh, marriage yeah, you're like good yeah God, man what cost is this you that's know? almost every celebrity right i mean yes yeah, so. almost ever yeah. but it's just a it it seems like such a cost uh for you know for what yeah I absolutely mean, it, it's monetary success is one thing yeah but man that just seems like a, a, a big down. price to pay you yeah know? absolutely it is so you you've started a ton of businesses but most of them have started after stealth yeah yeah so, and and started with others yep and as a almost like an investment type company yeah yeah uh, me me and uh me and my parents do a lot together and then me and another guy tyler we do a lot together we have a company called Tyco Energy Partners, and that's that's what we do. You know, we just we throw it down. We we uh, somebody comes to us, and if we like it, we'll do it. You know, uh, but me and him are, are we do most of the deals together as, sure. as a team. So, 
Uh, me and my parents do a lot of deals together. We we started this whole deal together, grew it together. You know, um, definitely wasn't one of them kids that came into a bunch of money. I, I wish I was. That would have been awesome. You know, uh, and you get you get a lot of stories going on out there, right? It's a small little field. Sure. But that that wasn't the case. But uh, we do do a lot of deals together. But yeah, that's that's kind of what I do. Kind of like an investment group. You said doo-doo again. Uh, doo-doo. I can't put up with that kind of language. I'm from West Odessa, man. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'm surprised that's only happened a couple times. Then. Uh, that's right. So, it, but. But you're right. I mean, people. I wonder if you'd have been one of those kids that, that did just have a, a trust fund, right? That just came into a ton of money. If um, you'd have had the same ethic to to work and get it done, and and same appetite to to do what. I remember there was a kid that I went to high school with, and his uh, his family was. Um, and people in West Texas will know these names. They, like his mom was a Cowden, and his dad was. Uh, as wealthy as a Cowden. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, old leases are named after yeah, those people. Yeah, correct. Absolutely. Entire fields are named after Yeah, right? yeah. And, and so his dad, every day, he got up, went downtown, collected royalty checks, put them in the bank, and came home. Yeah. And I remember asking my friend, you know, we were sitting around 15 years old, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, that kind of stuff, a conversation. And he said, I'm not going to do anything. I don't have to. And I remember at 15 thinking, well, your life sucks. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're not going to work for anything? Uh, and so I just wonder if, if that had, had been, uh, number one, it been nice to have seen what would happen. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Let's try it. Can we, been, can we try that? And, you know, and, and I wouldn't change this for anything. I'm, I'm glad how, how it was. Um, if I was that way, uh, I, don't, I don't think I would have been because I, I love seeing things grow and I love seeing people grow. Yeah. And uh, just sitting around, you don't get to do that. I do have a very good friend. uh and he's he's come from a very wealthy family. His his dad has oil and gas. Uh, they they do a lot of things. But he's built on his own a very successful pipeline company. You know, and and I, I like that. I love that about the guy. Right. You know, he's he's done very well for himself. You know, of course he's got I'm sure trust funds uh, and all this. Cause I, I know he does actually. But what he's done for himself is absolutely amazing. And and I think that's how I would have been. You know. Yeah, I, I get it, your personality is one that I I can't imagine if, if you had. You know, a hundred million dollars in in the bank as a, you know, let's say your trust fund matured when you were twenty, and all yeah. of a sudden you're handed millions, and millions of dollars. You, you, I don't think you'd have done anything except how can I invest this millions and millions yeah, of dollars yeah. and how build stuff? How can I stuff, go do something you know? to build yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I, and I wouldn't just want to invest it in stock. I want to see something grow that I'm a part of. You know, and that that's kind of how I'm rigged. Uh, that is how I'm rigged up 100. percent So, I don't have no idol. There's no no neutral in my in my gearbox. It cer- certainly doesn't seem to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so then. Man, you're just going to keep doing what you're doing? Yeah, I, don't, I don't think I'll ever stop, you know. I, I really don't. Um, whether it's, you know, I've got into real estate recently within the last couple of years, and that's been great. We've grew, we've grown that, uh, blew it up, and that's been a fun thing. And when you say got into real estate, what are you doing? So we're, we're flipping uh, properties from commercial to residential. Uh, we have several rentals from commercial to residential. Uh, land development, which means going and buying ranches, splitting mm-hmm. them up, selling ranches off uh, into smaller pieces. Um you know stuff like that so I'm, I'm not just you know being a realtor but I'm, I'm doing all kinds of other investment type deals and such so did you see a, so I've made a comment a few times before uh, with friends of mine just talking about like when COVID happened and all of the commercial I, I would I feel like being in commercial real estate would be a bit of a challenge yeah. given how many people can work from home now and how, how comfortable companies have gotten with that. Yeah. Have you seen that from your commercial real estate side? Not at all. So we don't have office buildings. Uh, uh, we have a partner, Keith, and he's, he's very uh, strategic in what we do and, mm-hmm. and our whole group is. Um, and uh, so 
what what we do is we we buy offices but they also have the shops the warehouses and all this where you have to store stuff or where the guys have to come show up every day to work to get the job done whether they're building skids or rebuilding frack pumps or whatever you know they have to actually be there physically or it's not going to work so that's the kind of real estate we go after stuff like that gotcha so, so you're yeah. not you're not just having like cube farms no 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 not Dude, at all that would be brutal to have so, that right now so we had a chance to buy a, a pretty good tall cool building down downtown midland and that would made our portfolio look pretty cool you know, pretty cool. damn cool yeah. yeah but we're like exactly what you said well there's a shit ton of people working from home right, what in the hell right. do we do there we want a warehouse attached to our office buildings you know where right. people have to show up to work so and instead of an office building that you just use as a warehouse yeah absolutely yeah yeah as our own storage we don't correct. want that so that's correct uh so when you um when you look at your your and that's such a diversification from you know oil field to to that what is something that you've not gotten into that you would love to get into man i don't even know how to answer that question because i i think i, I would love to be into everything right i definitely want to diversify more out of that's almost exactly what i thought you'd say <laughs> yeah, spot on man yeah. spot on <laughs> uh I, I definitely like to diversify uh oil and gas is, is majority of my stuff we did the real estate deal it's absolutely amazing um something in the medical field would be what i'd like to do next you know uh not sure what but something will come my way so yeah something definitely will because i mean just because you don't stand still yeah you'll come I, across I something we uh we took a, a big couple's trip to a morgan wallen concert in san antonio and we have a friend and she she just became a nurse practitioner mm-hmm. and it's one of my good friend's wives and i was on her but i said hey let's let's figure out how to do this let's get a doctor on board i'll fund it all let's open our own practice and this is what we're going to do we're going to offer all this for the oil and gas companies and uh, one of them nervous persons, you know, that, that uh, trying to just got to talk into doing it. But yeah, so, so, you know, just getting it in oil and gas companies, you'd think of like an occupational yeah, doc, yeah, something yeah, like that. Absolutely. Something that would be like awesome. That. And I have a lot of connections, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I think I could get a lot of my friends that own businesses to get on there. But that, that's just how my mind is, man. I'm at a Morgan Wallen concert trying to figure out how to make how to make a business you know or how to design a business and grow it you know so well, it makes sense i mean stops. you're not gonna listen to the music it's terrible so why would you <laughs> might as well do business don't, don't tell my wife that yeah. <laughs> not really my style but that's okay yeah uh yeah that's great man what is something that you have gotten into and you can't say wireline again because you already have uh that if you did it again, you'd do differently, and what would you do differently? Uh, chemical, chemical company. That is a great business to be in. I know absolutely shit about it. When you say chemical, you're talking about like water treatment? So, yeah, water treatment, uh, H2S treatment, tra- gotcha. you know, stuff like that. Um, that. That's a hell of a business to be in. Um, but, like I said, I know absolutely shit about it. Uh, had the wrong guy doing it. Uh, that that would be the one I'd like to do all over again, you know, because yeah. chemical, you're you're not just in the oil and gas. You can do a lot of things with chemical once you expand and get out, you know. Um, but, yeah, that, that'd be the one for sure. Absolutely. What would you do different? People. Just back, people. Back to it. People. Yeah. People has been everything in, in anything that I had. And I, I've had two that have failed, and that's chemical and, and wireline. I hate I hate those. I hate wireline. I hate that word, right? But, uh <laughs> Yeah, it makes me sick. But chemical, it would be that one, and it, it's people. It's been people both times. Um, but yeah, it could be great. Like I said, and I've even I've even got the connections to get the work for it, but just had the wrong guy in place. So uh, dishonesty, you know that that killed that deal. Sure. Yeah. So that that's where that was, and uh, they just it, it wasn't a good situation. That could have been very good, but these people can't wait until. Uh, you're two to three years in it. They want to get rich overnight. It just don't happen. It's it's never going to happen unless you no. just hit the lottery. It's not going to happen. And 
and again, in a lot of cases, I think people would be shocked to learn how many people own businesses that are successful businesses, and they're not millionaires. Yeah, no, they're, no, no. They're not just killing it. Yeah, it doesn't happen like that. All they're time. making good money, and yep. they're they're living a, a nice life, yep. and and but they're working, you know, all the time yep. to make that happen, yep. and and it just. You just don't know. Yeah, no, you absolutely not. You just don't not. know. I, I will be one of those guys that will never have millions in the bank because I'm always using mine to grow something else or to do something else, you know. Right, so right. Lots of assets, right, just doing different things. But, uh, yeah, that's you're absolutely right, 100%. So. It, it's it's so telling. And, and it's something that um, I, I just I don't know how you break that in people that, that haven't experienced it. And people that, that do get in with that misconception – inevitably it, it just it, I'd, I'd rarely see that be successful yeah yeah you're you're not it's not going to happen there's no way absolutely no well, because way. they start taking more than they should from the company yeah yep. uh, because they're trying to supplement yep. what they think they should have already and, and it just doesn't work out what um so does your wife have the same entrepreneurial spirit um she's we got four kids she's uh, taking so care she's, of four kids yeah that's a full-time job within itself and she has kid co yeah i tell her all the time sometimes i go to work just to get a break you know so oh man I don't you're, know you're telling me about, so I, i'm uh i'm out here in west texas and, and i'll call my wife and uh you know my i have uh my daughter and, and my granddaughter are living at the house now yeah and then my youngest daughter actually is out here right now with uh, the in-laws but i'll call back and she's like well, how was your hotel last night? And I was like, it was nice. <laughs> nice and quiet. <laughs> it was real nice. Nobody uh, in the bed. Yeah, yeah, it was so nice. I had the air down to about 65 because I like it like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but you're right. And, and gosh, what a – I mean, that's a that's a job. Yeah, man. no, it is 100%. Four kids. How old are yeah. your kids? So the oldest is 14. We had them pretty young. Uh, the second is 10. The third is seven. And then the other one's five. So they're all boom, boom, boom right there. So You done? Done. I don't want to be. But she's done. So, of course, you don't want to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's keep doing yeah, this. I, yeah, I love it. I love the kids, man. They're fun. They they keep us going. And kids are kids are awesome, man. They're, they're very they're, active. Uh, they're into every sport there can be. You know, from from football to cheer to soccer to everything. So, yeah, I think that's important. I, I was raised playing team sports, yep. whether it was soccer or you know whatever basketball. Yep. Uh, and then as I got older, I tended to gravitate more towards. A team sport that was an individual effort, so yeah. golf, tennis, uh, and then now train jujitsu. Same thing. If we go to a tournament, you're there as a team, but definitely when you're fighting, it's you. It's you. Yeah, you can't tag uh, your partner. You in. can't go help. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, it, it's it's interesting, but I do think that playing team sports taught me the importance of being able to trust and rely on somebody else. Absolutely. And then when that person fails, or you fail inevitably, yeah. seeing that there's forgiveness is the wrong word, but there's not there's not an, an just a smashing of you. Yeah. It's like, hey man, that could happen to me too. Yep. Absolutely. And so, what do we do? Let's get better, and and next time we're going to win, and, and we're going to figure it out together. We're going to figure yep. it out as a team. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's that's critical. And I, I wonder how many people that don't play team sports like that. I wonder, I wonder what their perspective is when they are in a company or in a team that. They're having to. They're seeing that happen. I wonder. I think team sports is key to everything. When, whenever we're doing good, I want to have somebody to share that with, right? Whenever we're doing bad, I want to have somebody to hide with. And like, man, what the hell? Like you said, what the yeah. hell can we do? How can we fix this? Um, my my big thing is, I never want to own a company a hundred percent. I never want it to be me. Uh, reason number one: bounce ideas. You know, I I love everybody having their own opinion. You figure it out together as a team. Um, 
when it's one mind, it's it's one way, right? So you got two people, and, and it could be the wrong way. Yeah, and it, absolutely. So you got two people, and you might butt heads, or you might have three or four people. You know, we have business with several owners. You know, but uh, you, you're figuring it out together. It's not just a one my way or no way. You know, uh, so I, I've always said I've never wa- I never want to do nothing 100. percent So so I would never uh, to your point I would never want 100 percent ownership, and I would never do a 50 50 deal. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's got to be able to Somebody's say no. Give. We're doing it this way. Yep. Uh, and I've seen a couple of instances where, uh, you know, a 50-50 partnership, it's good till it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's good till you get to a point where you're at sort of a an impasse. You yeah. can't – you just don't see eye to eye, and you're like, well, I want to go this way. And they're like, well, I own as much as you do, so yeah, we're going yeah, this way, absolutely. And, and you just don't do anything. So so I do have some that are 50-50, and, and one of them was the, the Tyco that stood for Tyler and Cody, and that was the vacuum truck company, and it was 50-50. Uh, we sold it. It went well. We didn't talk for a while, you know, after that. But then we, we kind of rekindled. We're like, man, this is stupid. We're, we're, we're better than that. We're closer than that. And then we have Tyco Energy Partners and a few other things that are just me and him. And it's all 50-50. We're both really headstrong, but we're so different in so many different ways. We're, we're just the total opposite. And it, for some reason, it has always just worked, you know. And we figure it out amongst each other, and, and it works out. And uh, that's been really good. But I'm with you. On the 50-50 deals, it, it can be very rough. So. You, it, with it, with that example though, uh, I would say that going back to what, what you first said, yeah, you guys had a business together. The business did well enough that you sold it, yep. you made money, yep. and then you didn't talk for a while. Yeah, yeah, for some reason. Yeah, yeah. And so there's a reason we sold it, and it sold very well, and we did very well for ourselves. But yeah, it, that was the kind of the whole right. reason in selling it. But uh, we did. We rekindled. We got back together and, and did all these other things, and uh, it's, it's been really cool. But yeah. But but what you realized was that. Your vision and direction complements his opposite vision yeah. and direction. Yep, absolutely. And so you guys learn it how does. to navigate we, that. We so we if do. you're going to have a 50-50, one, it's got to be the most transparent yep. business relationship known to mankind. Yeah. No, no feelings involved in our meetings. No feelings. No, no. And, and at the end of the day, you got to be willing to you call him a motherfucker and get up and walk yep, out. Yep, and he and can then, handle it. And then he'd do the same to you. Yep. And – 20 minutes later, like, hey, what are we doing for lunch? But but my thing was, and, and he's never been like this, but I'm, I'm, you know, especially when I was younger, if somebody's talking shit, I just want to beat the fuck out of them. Like, <laughs> hey, I'm whooping your ass. We're getting this over. But and, and hey, he, Gilbert, Gilbert told me today you can fight. Yeah, ask Gilbert. And I said, <laughs> I said, he's a trained fighter? Or is he, you know, he just, you know he's just gangster and shit. That's what he told me. I was like, oh, well, that's different. Yeah. That's a whole different level. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't play by rules. Right. But that, well, that's always that's right. been my thing, man. I was like, that's, that's how I've always acted. And he was always totally different. And I've, I've kind of even learned how to calm down, you know, through, through him as well. And he's, you know, we learn from each other. And like you said, we, we compliment each other, but we do got to understand, and we both do, that we have to give sometimes. It's not always the best idea, you know, or motherfuck each other and be okay with it and go on that's so. right that's right have you ever um has he ever relinquished control to you on an idea that didn't pan out no, no we kind of own everything together man just you know what i mean so yeah so you talk about give and take i was just wondering if there's ever an example where he was like i don't necessarily share that vision but okay yeah oh yeah yeah so he is good with that you know and and i'm i'm learning to be as well so yeah, but did he ever do that and it didn't and, and you were wrong no no i never got any face rubbed anything rubbed in the face or anything like that but that so. was my next question yeah, it, yeah. when that happens is there like a hmm. yeah yeah that that might win when we were throwing some hands in you know yeah. I, I don't know if i could handle that it's like when my, i let my wife pick a movie and it's absolutely terrible mm-hmm. and i'm like well you've lost your movie privileges yeah. for at least a week yeah you're done for a while yeah. <laughs> and then like when i whenever we do a so me and my parents were equal partners in everything that we do and uh my dad's gonna kill me but anytime we do something i'll just tell my mom hey 
I'll just make it seem like his idea, and that way it goes, you know, because he's right, very right. headstrong and I am, and we sometimes we'll clash, but we figure it out. But you just do the end around. Yeah, on him. I've always learned, I've learned now. Hey, make it seem like his idea, and it's going to work out good, you know. So it's yeah, it's been a good it, deal. So so it's awesome though that it, you have to figure that out in life, you know how to number one how to approach different people. Yeah, absolutely. And especially as an entrepreneur, and you're building a business, and you're going out and you're talking to your potential clients or existing clients. Yep. And with the mindset of, you know, what makes this guy, what triggers this guy to buy yep. is not what's going to trigger this guy to buy. Absolutely. I, I fit in with anybody. That, that's my thing. If, if he's a horse racer, I'm going to race horses. If he's a golfer, I'm going to talk about golf, even though I've never swung a club in my life. You know, I, I just I fit in where I could get in, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of my deal. Whatever I got to do. And, and I owe that to my mom. She's she's hands down the best salesman out of any of our companies, you know, <laughs> as the owner of one even, you know, and, and, or a few. And she's hands down the best. And I've learned that from her. Her personality is second to none. You you can't find another one like her. So. I had that conversation with my youngest daughter. And I said, if I can tell you any advice uh, in life to be successful, it's figure out how to be a part of any conversation yep. at any time yep. in any setting. Any setting. My mom's picked up customers, a ConocoPhillips customer, for example, at Academy in line. Just starting <laughs> up a conversation. And then, you know, she leads into the other deal. And next thing you know, they're talking about work, what each other does. And boom, he's calling the next day for a, a downhole tool. You know, he's called for a packer. But you know what that is? That's not just having the the um, wherewithal to have a conversation with someone you're standing in line with. Yeah. It, that conversation happens. I mean, people do that all the time. Yeah, absolutely. It's being able to have a conversation that is a, a genuine conversation. Yep. That the person knows you're genuinely interested in what they're talking absolutely. about. Absolutely. And and that goes a long way in any relationship. You know, yep. you're talking about in context of sales, but especially in business or you know doing anything. If you're not genuine, people sniff that out. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and my mom, she is the most genuine person you'll ever meet. Sometimes she's she's overly nice too, and I, I have to tell her, hey, you gotta you gotta quit giving so much, or you know, <laughs> we, we would be broke. She would give every job away we do, you know, if it was right, up to her. Right. So, uh, yeah. But you're absolutely right. Gen- being genuine goes. It's that's that's the key right there. So I think that if you're if you're genuine, you're probably are, you're more than fifty percent of the way uh, to, to being successful. Yep, I mean, absolutely. if you're just truthful, genuine person. Um, I mean, you, you almost can't go wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Then, then the rest of it is on you to, to work and get it done. My, my thing is, uh, if anybody in the wool field doesn't like me or, or us or, or anything, it's not because I've screwed them over because we absolutely don't do that. But it's because I'm, I'm super honest. I'm super upfront, and I'm, I'm really to the point, right? So yeah. I say what I'm feeling. It's because you it's, told them their well was trash. Absolutely. <laughs> well, pe- some people can't handle the truth, you know, and, well, and they don't yeah. like it. But I, or I, they don't want to hear it I don't all. want to bullshit nobody, especially if it's a customer signing an invoice. Hey, he's going to know the truth, you know. Right, so, right. Uh, yeah. What advice would you give somebody that's uh, thinking about starting a business? And if you say, I, I, I think I know what you're going to say, but you can't just say, we'll just do it. Yeah. Just, just go, man. Yeah. Uh, what, what advice would you give somebody that's that's like, man, I, I really think that I have something here. How do you, what would you tell them to help them know they had something? So if it's somebody that has a, a career already, you know, something rolling for them, they're, they're doing well, have a great salary. Get rid of all your payments. Get rid of all your shit, everything you have, right? 100%. Keep, keep your house, something you have to live in, and keep a car. Uh, but be ready to take half of your pay or even less than that to get started, right? You have to get rid of all the nice shit. If you have an extra car, if you have a motorcycle, if you have any, anything you have, you can't have nothing financed. You better be ready to be broke for at least two years. That's, that's my biggest advice right there. And, and people just don't understand it. But 
you got to have capital and and then you know you're not always going to be able to take a salary hell we went two years before not not consecutive but you know over time two years without ever getting a paycheck even so mm. people don't understand that that steady paycheck goes away so when you started that business when you were 21 did you go into it with that mindset like well shit, I'm just, yes won't get paid for a while yeah oh yeah then and, and you know that's kind of what what i uh, i prepare myself for i'm leaving this really nice job with a really good you know really good pay and uh i, I know it's going to be bad so got rid of the chopper you know got rid of a lot of things man and, and it was rough we were a, a one family car and i had a work truck you know and, and yeah. kind of just used that but um but if you're not willing to do that you absolutely don't even don't don't start don't get into it what would you say to somebody that said you know i've got this really good business that i, I work for and I, I make good money and they're like you know start a side hustle you're not going to give it 100 percent. you start a side hustle and and depending on the side hustle right mm. if you're going to go sell tupperware that's okay right but uh, do they still sell tupperware I, I have no idea dude but, i remember being a kid and and they would host tupperware parties in houses <laughs> yeah yeah that was, and I've, I've still got some tupperware that my mom had <laughs> so it's a good it's product indestructible yeah, damn good product it's indestructible it still seals and everything but if it is the weirdest color orange you'd ever imagine though <laughs> if you're wanting to start something though yeah, like say a service company or, or some, a full-blown real company you have to be willing to quit your quit your comfort job quit your everyday guaranteed paycheck and give it your all that's that's what i would say there um, a side hustle that'll always be a side hustle if you're not giving it 100 percent, you're not going to grow it absolutely not it's just not going to happen so so all in or all out all in or all out that's that's the only thing it'll that's the only way it'll work so 100 and and I, i'm a big believer in that awesome so what else are you, what else are you doing you just hanging out just hanging out yeah just uh just i don't know figuring out what's next i guess so always looking for what's next I'll, always yeah while i'm watching the market and seeing what's going on right with with all this inflation and yeah it's definitely an interesting uh interesting market there's many there's a, several people i've interviewed that started their businesses right in the middle of COVID. yeah yeah and and their businesses are doing great yeah yeah and i thought you know what a unique time to to just say yeah now's the time absolutely uh and maybe it was that they were at home and drawing a paycheck and had plenty of extra time right and maybe maybe that was it yeah and maybe there was some you know there's some government assistance available too and, uh, and there was and so maybe it was the the right time to do it but yeah man so that mentality i think has served you well obviously absolutely uh, just you know that always keeping one eye out looking for the next thing never being you know complacent yep um how do, how do you distinguish uh between complacency and contentment you know, I, I wouldn't even know how to answer that, honestly. Yeah. I, I just, I just, man, I don't know. Because you're neither of those ne things? Neither. I, I, I can't be. <laughs> Absolutely not. You're exactly right. Um, but, yeah. Uh, an, an, one other thing, too, that I would give to somebody starting a new company or, or wanting to do it, you know, when I first started this deal, I, I, had, I have to deal with engineers quite often. Mm -hmm. Big degrees, great schools, you know, Colorado School of Mines, stuff like that, you know. Right. Um, and I have no degree, right? I've, I've had a high school education. And so that was always kind of intimidating to me, right? And, and I'm from West Odessa, the guy that wasn't supposed to make it. Mm -hmm. After I've, I've kind of just got over that, man, and, and you got to realize, if you don't have a degree, that's fine. Don't, don't let that slow you down. If, if, you, know, you don't have to be educated in any certain thing to do this, right? Your, your college professor that got you that degree, that, that taught you that degree, he don't have a business. He's, a, he's, he's, he's teaching. teaching college. A yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So don't let that slow you down. Do not let that hold you back. Give it give it hell. If you give it 100% and you know what you're doing, do it. 
don't don't let a degree don't let any piece of paper hold you back from anything i think that's amazing advice actually you know i don't have a degree either yeah. and uh, Love it. i remember you know, as a, I'm not saying don't get a degree. Right. Get it, you right. know, if you can. Absolutely. And and in fairness to that, oil and gas is one industry where it does reward hard work and Absolutely. people that go and get it. Absolutely. And you can so achieve. So real estate. There's, there's a lot, you know. Right. There are things. Yeah. Manufacturing is another yeah, industry. Absolutely. But there are – but if you're a go-getter, you're going to – you can make it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but – I just remember as a kid being just enamored by the executives, right? Yeah. The guys in the, you know, $5,000 suit yep. and doing that. And I was like, man, I want that. Yeah. You know, and I just, I've said this on another one where I remember thinking, you know, well, if I could ever have a job where I had to fly for work, I'd made it. Yeah, that's, that's and then I stuff. Got, and then I got that and I was like, oh, this sucks so bad. <laughs> this is the worst thing ever. Yeah. And, uh, but I remember when I decided that college wasn't quite right for me, I wasn't going to, not that I couldn't do the work. I just, you know, whatever reason I, I just didn't want to yeah, you know yeah. and uh, I remember thinking for me that didn't change I want that yeah. I, I want to be an executive it just I go well I just got to figure out a different way to get a different there. way yeah there's there's more than one route to right. anything that's Absolutely. right and, and I think that's the important thing to understand about entrepreneurship is mm-hmm. that there's no right way to do it yeah they're just doing it yeah and Absolutely. it looks different for everybody yeah. and and to your point uh, for me what's interesting is I was very intimidated by not having a degree for a while yeah but I've been in in doing this for so long now that most of the time when I'm in those rooms, I don't ever think about it. Yep. It really never enters my mind until sometimes when I, if I ever end up in the job market and uh, and you're having conversations with people and they're like, "Oh, you don't have a degree," and it's like, "So? Yeah. I mean, look at what I've look done. Look at this man. experience. So look at my sheet. Look at yeah. what I've done. And Absolutely. and uh, and it's been interesting to see that sometimes that doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, so that would be an advocate for getting a degree, but. At the same time, I would say, you don't have to have one. Yeah, yeah. Just go. And if you're going to saddle yourself with a tremendous amount of student loan debt or whatever to get that degree, it better be one in engineering. Yes. It better be one in doctor. Be a doctor It better lawyer. be something like that yep, that's going to pay high, high wages and not you know some theological thing that you're going to do or, or some theory or, or basket weaving or whatever. Yeah. You better have something that's going to be a, a high-demand, high-pay skill. Yep. And, uh, and if you don't, I would encourage people not to take on tremendous debt. Go learn a skill. Go learn a trade. Oh, my gosh, yes. And then figure that trade out. And then if you want to be an entrepreneur, figure out how to turn that trade into a business. You know, Right. Uh, that That's my biggest thing is, is figure it out without having to do that. I was never going to get a degree. We didn't have the funds. We didn't have the means as a family. I didn't have the I, – I couldn't do calculus, right? I mean, I, I, I'm just not that guy. I'm not a book guy. I, I figure out things – street smart that's me 100 yeah, yeah, yeah. percent. you know and that, that's how i figured things out so i wasn't going to get my college paid for uh, so my, my parents made just enough where i couldn't get any help right right, right. But not enough to send me so right straight to the pooling unit was man and that was my degree so yeah it, it's worked out it has, uh, it has. no doubt and and part of that is that you know those that's a degree man 100 percent. you figure out business you yep. figure out what work is and uh and and there's i guarantee you Without even asking the question, there's an appreciation for those guys that go out in the heat every day. Hundred percent. Because you've been there. Yep, been there. And, and not, I've been there. There's and not you, anything I have that I haven't done. You know. Right. So. And 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 I've been there. I started off in in safety as a tech, going out and filling fire extinguishers yeah. on location and yep. doing that kind of stuff. And you just move up, and you're like, okay, well, I have an appreciation for what those guys yeah, are doing. Yeah, you know and, what they're doing. I know what that's like. And I know what it it takes to be out there, and. Uh, and that, that's that's another thing. Don't you can't just expect to start at the top, right? Right. Even if you own the thing, you better know what you're doing. You better know how to run that piece of equipment, dude. Every every business that you started, I guarantee you began 
as a worker slash yeah. owner. Yeah, absolutely. A- except for that wireline deal, that was a little over my head, and I just well, that's, <laughs> a, whole, that's yeah. a different. But, but everything, no, absolutely. For but sure. you didn't start that. That wasn't your first yeah, thing. Yeah, that was my first thing. Yeah, that was that was an investment deal. Yeah, you you were already doing okay. Yeah, absolutely. When, when you did that, absolutely. Uh, but you're right. I mean, it, it, there's, that's so invaluable, and I think it's important. My dad had that same mentality when, yeah. when I was a kid, and I was watching him start and grow businesses. I'm never going to ask you to do something I haven't done myself. Absolutely, or, or that I won't do. I'm not willing to do. Yep, absolutely. And uh, and he just carried that over with me, you know. And it's it's funny, you know. My wife will ask me. I went and bought a new lawnmower. Yeah. here recently yeah. and she goes why are you still mowing the yard we can pay people to do that and i said well i was raised that you don't pay someone to do something you can yeah, do you're totally capable of and, absolutely and number one and number two god there's just something about looking back on a yard you just mowed yeah. and being like i did that yeah. look oh, at yeah. that, that that's look at those lines are so straight progress is everything yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I used to be the yard guy but my son's 14 now so i i handed those keys over so let him. Well, get I, I only had daughters, and so it, I, there's something in me that wouldn't allow them to do that. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. you're my, raising a rat. Well, my wife, my wife is uh, she's something else, man. She is a tomboy through and through, West yeah. Texas girl, and she will. She's like, I'll go weed eat, and I'm like, just something in me as a man, I can't let, can't her, let her do, do it. it. Yeah, you know, yeah. she probably do it better than I do. Yeah, oh yeah. But I just as a man, I'm like, I can't look I out there to see my wife <laughs> doing that. Absolutely, you know? yep. that's been the hardest part about working from home for me, man. Yeah. Because my office is upstairs, and I can hear her downstairs. She doesn't work. So I can hear her downstairs doing things. And I, there's this just in me like, oh, I need to go help her. I, I need to be help doing her. this. Help her. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I've, got over, I've gotten over it a bit. but That's uh, just the man in you. That's, it's, that, that's the West Texas man in you. We're, we're different here. It was we a different are. breed, man. Yeah. Uh, and, I, I, you know, West Texas, if people ask, there are two things West Texas is known for. A Friday Night Lights. Yep. And then Jessica McClure, which probably predates you. Yeah. Uh, definitely predates you. I know you. who it is, but it is. But you know what it was. Yeah, absolutely. The girl that fell in the well. Yep. And those were always things that people said when I would say I was from Midland. They would yeah. go, oh, Jessica McClure. Jessica from the well. Yeah. Or they would say Permian Panthers. And I'm like, that's in a whole different city. Well, I'm on the other side of town, and I hated those guys. You uh, know? Well, so, it's, yeah. they're easy. To yeah, hate. absolutely. But, uh, man, it's what's what was fun for me living here. Is that it is a just a, a different breed of person. Yep, it is. Uh, and it's it's a man it's it's all it doesn't matter whether you're from midland or odessa and we give each other shit oh yeah and we will till the day you're we supposed die. to yeah that's part and, of it uh, but it's just a it's a hard-working culture and a, a a group of people that just go to work yeah and just get it done yep. you know and it, it, i tell people all the time if if you need me there at four i'm there at four if you need me there at noon i'm there at noon yeah you know, whatever you need man Th- there's no set schedule not in the whole field no or or no. being a business owner you don't have a set schedule you you don't know what you're going to be doing no you may have a vacation planned you better get ready to cancel it you know it, dude it, we went to cabo we went to cabo one year and the company i worked for <laughs> i was a regional manager for them they were like oh you're going to cabo for 10 days cool uh, we're going to pay for you a data plan on your ipad and we're going to and so there were times i was sitting on the beach while my wife is you know hanging out sleeping yep. whatever kids are playing and i'm just going through email and what i appreciated about that after the fact in the beginning i was like this son of a bitch yeah this is bullshit but i thought okay well i can either come back from vacation to a thousand emails that i've got to figure out yeah or i can just stay on top of it yeah yeah and it was just so easy to stay on top and of you it. always find downtime for it right sure yeah and, and anymore with technology it's just it's so easy to just kind of do that yeah right? and yeah. just work from anywhere if you're if you're smart about it so and uh, that's another thing. Being an entrepreneur, your first three years, you're not going to make any money, and there's no such thing as a vacation. You just 
first off, you don't have the time to take a vacation. No. You know, it, it's just, you, it's it's impossible. If you're going to be there and make it successful, that's the critical time. It's like raising a kid. You know, the, the most important time is when it's a baby. You know, it, it can't take care of itself, so right. you got to be there taking care of it. That's that's the thing. And then when you do get a chance to take vacation, your phone's not going to stop. So get ready. So that brings up an interesting question as you're saying that. You know, at what point, and it's going to be different for every business I know, but what do you look for as your businesses are growing to that is there a benchmark that you look to to say, okay, this is a self-sustaining thing now. This is something that I can take a break from. Uh, and your personality, I would imagine, is it's probably difficult for you to disengage yeah, and take yeah. a break any at any point from anything. So if it's self-sustaining, it's not growing, in my opinion. Ah. So no, there's there's no point. Like, okay, well, this it's running really smooth. What do we need to add to it? Now we can grow. Everything's running good. Let's grow. Let's figure out a different division or a different area to open up. You know, that's that's kind of how I think. So. So, so maybe in the, and of course that's how you think, but the, <laughs> but kind of what I'm saying is, at what point do you look for a certain thing before you're like, okay, I could take a break from this for a, a week? Yeah, you know, uh, it goes back to people. Mm -hmm. If I have the right people in place, uh, we design it our way, train them our way, listen to their ways, you know, and, and we kind of implement procedures and you know policies for everything. But when you have the right people in place, then yeah, that's that's when it's time. So, so there's a couple times now that you mentioned your way. Yeah, and obviously your way is proven more times than not to it's, be. It's not perfect, but successful. It's, it's a, you know, it's a way. Yeah. What What would you describe that as? What is your way? What is the the Gill way? So it's business. I, I guess it would be business specific, just depending on what we do. But but the biggest thing uh, for for our way is structure. Structure is key. If you don't have structure, you don't have nothing. You don't have anything. Um, and by structure, you mean like a, a hierarchy of management or w describe what structure means? And it's probably business specific, obviously, so, but but structure. Yeah. So a management hierarchy for sure. Um, a routine. Our guys are going to have a routine. you got to have a routine. Uh, our military has a routine, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mean, it, it's part of it. Um, so we, we do have competition that they get to take their trucks home, right? And this is, this is stealth or will. They get to take their trucks home. They don't have to come in. They don't have to do anything unless they get a job. Not us. We're here every morning, five days a week at 6 a.m. Our guys are on call every other weekend, you know. So, um, but with that, it's structure. And they're, they're, be, they're learning to be a better person. They're not sleeping in. They're not being lazy. Um, if you're at the house and it's 9 a.m. and you're just laying around and you get a call, you, hey, you got a job, you got to go. They're not going to want to go. Yeah. They haven't been moving. They've been laying around eating donuts all day. Right, right. So, so structure with, with time management, um, just, just all of that plays into it. And I'll, I'll ask them. Hey guys, I know you came from Brand X. We've trained you our way. What do you think? And they'll they'll tell you straight up. I love this structure. I really do. So, so you're really just breeding discipline into people. It's discipline, yeah, absolutely. And, and what's interesting about that is, so uh, you know, with jujitsu, my training schedule. I tell you, people say, "What's your schedule?" I say, "I train four days a week. Train Monday evening, and then Tuesday morning it's a five thirty in the morning class. Yeah. Wednesday evening, Thursday morning, five thirty in the morning." And people go, man, getting up that early sucks. I was like, I get that up that early every day. Regardless, yeah. Because yeah. if I don't, I won't. Yep. So back October of last year, I had to have hernia surgery because of some big bastard was laying on me and I had to get him off of me. <laughs> and, and, I, and I was successful, but he maybe won the war, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I, so I had surgery on a Wednesday. Obviously, I didn't go to Thursday class. That following Tuesday... At 5.30 in the morning, I walked in. Can't do anything. But you're there. But I'm there. Yep, yep. And, uh, and my coach was like, man, I didn't think you'd be here. And I was like, if I don't keep this schedule in six weeks, eight weeks, when this is ready to go, I'm not going to want to do this. You'd be trash, yeah. 
And uh, and so I tell people all the time, say Monday night as we're leaving, people are leaving. I'm like, see you in the morning. And and you'll have people go, I'll do everything I can to get there. I said, won't see you tomorrow. Yeah, you won't. Hundred yeah, percent won't yeah. be there. Don't have that attitude. And uh, and if if there's I've missed a handful of them, and they were all because of legit reasons. Uh, but that mentality, if if you say. You're going to be there, and a person goes, I'll do everything I can. Yeah. You won't be. Yeah, you're not going to be there. And so, so that, you, that's telling you no in a nice way. That's, yeah, yeah. that's, the translated is enough. Like, I'm not going to that. It was at 5 30 in the morning yeah. to get over that. Bullshit. That's ridiculous. Who does that at this time? Who yeah. wants to fight people at 5 30 in the yeah, morning? Yeah, exactly. And that, and that goes back to us. You go interview with Brand X, and you come interview with us. You take your truck home. You don't have to do shit, you know, unless we call you. You come to us at 6 a.m. every morning. If yeah. not, your truck lives here, not there. Yeah, it lives here. Uh, if you're not here on time, you're going to lose your bonus because we give a performance bonus every month, you know, and stuff like that. So it sounds a lot better going over there. But as a person, it makes you a lot better coming over here, you know. And that that's the thing, too. And, and my dad's big on this in our safety meetings. And we want to not only make you better here, but make you better for your family, you know. Uh, we don't. You don't want to be lazy. You want to be able to go outside and throw that ball with your kid or, oh, yeah. or whatever, you know. So, right, right. Yeah, and that's that's the whole thing. Like, if you're – if you're undisciplined in any part of your life, it's only a matter of time. The whole life. Before your whole yes, life yes. is completely it'll, it'll undisciplined. It will. It will. It's a disease. It I, is I a think disease. That's a, I think that's a fantastic uh, way to, to, to do things. Yeah, and, absolutely. And to say, you know what? We're, we're here every morning at 6. Yep. Which means you probably get here at 5. Yeah. Yeah, we're here earlier than them, for <laughs> yeah. sure. For, and, and the managers, too, for sure. So right. And Getting the day ready. And it's if you've got that culture... The people that want to be a part of that culture are going to stay forever. Yep. And the people that can't be or don't want to be, they'll select themselves out. So, so we have had that situation where they they didn't want to be. They hated the idea. They've left, and they said, "Hey, can we get a shot again?" And and a lot of times, if they leave us in the right way, we'll give them a chance, you know, to come back. And we know a good one, even though it, it takes some bad to get out mm-hmm. of them. He'll be good, you know. We'll let them come back, and they will. And they're like, "Man, we we love this way a lot better. We're a lot more successful. We catch a lot more jobs, you know." So. It, it is. You're right. You know, we saw that at Wildcat. We've yeah. seen guys leave, and our culture there is so unbelievable. Yeah, and and they'll come back. Absolutely, and, and they'll want to come back. And then, as the as the owner, it's been convenient to be able to look back as you know. You'll know this as the owner, but Aaron and, and those guys to be able to say, yeah, "You left, and we don't really want you back." Yeah, yeah. So that's on you. Yeah, uh, but you do kind of get to, you get to pick. There, there's a point where you got to let it down, right? Let your pride down. This sure. guy left me, but he's going to be an asset if he learns it. if he learns our way of doing things he'll be an asset so yeah uh, that, that's a big thing you so, know so if you said the gill way you'd say it, it's discipline yeah discipline structure humans crave structure no matter what anybody says we crave that absolutely and, and once we get a taste of it we like it so well i don't know if you listen to anybody like uh you know who jordan peterson is i don't so he's a he's a guy out of canada he's a college professor you can look him up he's very uh, he became very famous very quickly for a stance he took on like free speech rights and things like that yeah been on rogan and all that stuff he's hugely popular but he's brilliant at at um you know speaking about things like that and he talks about you know specifically the the hierarchy of life yeah yeah. and he's like life is designed for a hierarchy left alone it will always sort itself out into a hierarchy whether you're talking about lobsters or you're talking about human beings and even if you say hey we have no structure there will a hierarchy will naturally develop out of that. Yeah, and so I would say you're right on the right track. And I and I crave discipline. And yeah. I told someone the other day I would be the easiest person to kill. And I do the same thing every single day. Yeah, I do it the exact same way. 
because I know that works. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, you crave it, right? You you go to jujitsu every day, right. right? I mean, four or five in the morning. Well, not so, every day. Well, four if days I, a week. I'm 46 years old. I couldn't do it yeah, every day. But still, what other 46 year old are doing it? You know, very few, right? So very few, but yeah. there are some. Yeah, and absolutely. all of us are taking testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes, but you're doing well, it. We're there, and man. You're getting there. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know, it's it's one of those things too where. Uh, if you don't have that discipline, then what are you doing? Yeah, like, exactly. How do you? I don't understand people that are undisciplined. Like how they move through the day, go through the motions, and that's that's not the way to be. Right. That's not the way to be as an entrepreneur. That's not the way to be as an employee. That's not the way to be as anything. If you're just going through the motions, you're, you're doing nothing for yourself. You're doing nothing for your family. Right? Let's let's strive to be better. That's my thing. Let's let's and and I want to help my people if they're just going through the motions. All of our guys are family. That's how it is, like I said earlier. But let's let's strive to be better. Let's strive to do the next job better. You know, hey, you did a really good job, but hey, how can we fix this to be even better? There's always a way to better yourself, to perfect something, you know? So that's what we strive to do. I don't think there's a better endeavor to strive to do. Absolutely. I mean, if if you're, I mean, just that, that idea of constant improvement and, and, you know, hey, guys, great work. You guys are amazing. How can we tighten it up? Yeah, yep. How can we tighten it up? How can we tighten it up? And there's a there's a right way and a wrong way to do that. You can do it in such a way that's completely demotivating. Yeah. And I've been a part of groups yep. and organizations that are that way. And you don't want to burn them out. And you, you don't want to burn them out. How do you thread that needle? Yeah. So you, you do make it fun. You reward them, right? You reward people, period. Like we, I like pats on the back still to this day no matter what, right? Well, so, everyone does. Absolutely. And, and what's interesting, I, I've said this to, to people – before that companies I work for and they're like, I want to build a safety incentive program. And I'm like, okay, just tell people they did good. Yeah. In it public. goes a long way in front of people in yeah. the safety meeting. Don't pay them. Yeah. Cause then they'll just not report something. Yeah. Just tell them, Hey man, Hey Cody, you did awesome there. Yep. Hey, that observation you turned in, that's going to save somebody's life. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. Everybody, this is what he did. You're going to go home and, and you're going to learn and you're going to go home to your family every night. You yeah. learn from this. And yeah, and, and thank them. Thank yeah. you for that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yep. So, so that recognition is tremendous. 100%. Yeah. So, so you, you start with recognition. We do. So where do you go from there so that you don't get into the, the oppressive kind of, hey, man, discipline over everything? And you can – that can be what you're doing, yeah. But you, you've got to get to a point where you're not doing it in an impressive way. So you start with that recognition piece. Then what? We do do the kind of a. a you said do do again. We we do I a bonus know. program. <laughs> I didn't go to college either. Remember that? Well, I went for a little bit. <laughs> you're ahead of me. Yeah. yeah. So you you got a little more English. But, uh, <laughs> also, I wasn't raised in West Odessa. <laughs> <laughs> That's always my excuse, no matter what. That's right. That's right. But we haven't we have a we have a bonus incentive for for work performance right so that's that's getting praised by a company man mm -hmm. hey man you did a great job or so and so did a great job on location today uh being on time being held accountable and then safe right so sure. so that we do pay them but recognition is key um we announce them in front of the safety meeting uh we'll, we'll do a lot of different things uh, we send people on trips who doesn't want to go on a trip right oh, so man. yeah we'll we've uh we do all kinds of really cool stuff but we just you know, and I'll call them in the office. And when you do that and you talk to people one-on-one, -on -one, that goes a long, long way. It really does. It does. You know, it's something that uh, I've had to remind myself throughout my career that when, you know, having moved up the ranks and, and becoming, you know, an executive in a company and yeah. a VP and all that stuff, I've never, I, I don't think of myself as that. Yeah. Even though that's what I am. Yeah. 
So like today, you know, walking through the shop there in Odessa and, and stopping and talking to a guy on the forklift and just, hey, man, I'm Justin. And he clams up. He's like, shit, there's our safety. Well, he doesn't even know who I am. Yeah. And so then I start looking at in introspectively going, man, should I be out here more? So these guys at least know who I am. Yeah. But at the same time, I think back on what it meant to me as that up and comer for an executive to stop and ask me, hey, what's your name? Yep. How you doing? Yep. What, what can we do better? It you goes know, a long way. Just stop and talk. Yeah. And, and one of the things that I've made a point throughout my career to do, uh, and I did it today, I needed a pair of safety glasses. And a, a guy brought me a pair of tinted ones. And I said, I want clear ones. And he said, well, we're going to be outside. And I said, I don't care. And I wear clear specifically because I want those people to be able to see my yeah. eyes. Eye contact, right? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. don't want them, I don't want to be able to hide behind yeah. that. Yeah. And there's a vulnerability to that. Um, you, you don't strike me as someone that is readily vulnerable. Yeah. Are you vulnerable with your employees? I, I wouldn't say so, no. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, is that a, has that created any issues? No, I mean, like, a, like it's a, the oil field. So yeah. there's some vulnerability stuff there, but there, there is. But no, I wouldn't say not at all. And part of that too is probably your position within the company, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, as a, as a safety person, a lot of times, look, until I've established credibility and stuff like that, those guys, I come with inherent yeah. dis- distrust and dislike. Yeah, absolutely, uh, safety man. Right. And at the end of the day, um, for me, I found. To, to break down those walls and stuff, it goes a long way to, to just show some sort of like, hey, man, I'm just trying to get better with you. Let them know you're a person just like they yeah, are. I'm just right? a person Absolutely. like you, man. Absolutely. I just got a different job than you do. And, and you're still learning from them. So 100%. That, that helps a lot. 100%. Too, so. and, and at the end of the day, those guys have also seen me out helping load tools. Yeah. Yep. Get your hands dirty. Yeah, I, mean, I don't you, mind you've doing been that. Done that, and you'll still do it. Correct, so, yeah. and and I'm sure they see you got you yeah. doing that also. Oh man, if our if our grass is tall or if it's trash out there, I'm the one out there getting it all started. Then the whole shop comes mm-hmm. like so. Yeah, I'm still that guy to this day. Yeah, and the whole shop comes because they're like, oh shit, oh shit, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But what's funny about that is I, I can't, I don't anticipate you'd be the type that would do all of that and be like, I shouldn't be the one out there doing. No, that. hell no, I'm, this, I'm doing it with them. Yeah, yeah, because this is your building. Yep. And, and if some of the guys have started it and they need some help, I will walk out there and I'll do it myself. I mean, I, like we said earlier, I'll do anything. I won't have the guys do anything that I won't do. So I think that's critical. I think anyone that, that starts a business, whether it's a, a, a two-person operation or a two-million-person yep. operation, as long as those people know that you're there for them yep. and you're helping them get better and you're not better than them, yep. you will only be successful. And and. There's no such thing as being better than anybody. I don't. I don't care <laughs> no. if it's money, success, uh, whatever it is. You're still the same person everybody else is. We put our socks on the same way. We get dressed the same way. You can get your ass whooped the same way. I mean, it is what it is. Money, money don't make you uh, invincible by any means. You know what I mean? So oh, it certainly doesn't make you untouchable. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And that's what a lot of people do seem to forget. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, who was it? Uh, I think it was Mike Tyson that said a lot of people have gotten real comfortable without being about not being punched in the face. Yep, yep. <laughs> Keyboard warriors, man. Yeah. yeah. Hiding behind that screen. Yeah, no doubt, man. Yeah. Well, well, Cody, thank you so much Absolutely. Uh, for being a part of this, you. man. Yeah. I was, I'm so glad that uh, we connected. You did interrupt my fishing to, to do this, uh, but I, it's <laughs> yeah, been good. Yeah, that picture looked nice out on that kayak. I don't yeah. know if I came to West Texas if I was you. It was my calf that did it in the, in the picture. You like that? My right. calf yeah. was all oh, yeah. just rocked Swole, up on there. Swolled up. Yeah. Uh, I'd been bitten by a bee. A bee stung me. <laughs> Uh, right, good. right before that that's that's instagram worthy right there for sure <laughs> uh, and, and uh but man this has been great and 
Congratulations on all your success. Thank you. I appreciate and it. And congratulations on your failure because I promise you learned from, oh, yeah, from 100%. that. Oh, yeah, 100%. And you're going to grow. I did uh, learn. And so I think a lot of people miss that point, too. That, yeah, absolutely. That, yeah, okay, that sucked, and it was an ass beating in the time. Yeah. But, but looking back on it, you would probably say, man, I'm glad I had that experience. 100%. What am I going to do better next time? 100%. So thank you so much for being yep. a part of this. Uh, man, I, I, I'm excited to get to connect with another West Texas guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even though you live basically in Monahans. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Way west. Yeah, super west. Uh, super west in the Sand Hills, Texas. Yep. Uh, but, man, this has been been a lot of fun, man. And thank you for opening up your office yeah, uh, yeah, to absolutely. us. And, and uh, where can we find you if we wanted to to be a part of Cody Gill's world. Man, my, my biggest deal is uh, Instagram, you know, Cody underscore Gill 25 or uh, LinkedIn, Cody Gill. Uh, that's kind of where my life's posted most of the time. Uh, Snapchat, that's that's where my, my party in life goes on when we're at the ranch having fun. You don't want none of that. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't do Snapchat. I'll, I, once in a while, I'll, I'll appear in some sort of a, a TikTok video with my daughter. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't do none of that. I mean, it's so. pretty rough most of the time. I, I can't dance, so I can't do those. So I, I usually perform so poorly, they don't actually get posted. <laughs> <laughs> They're stuck in her, uh, in her archive. So I, still, I still do them so that she's like, well, my dad's cool. Yeah. But she's like, mm, that's he's not that that's cool. That's just for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's probably uh, what you're going to think after this podcast, because this is my first one, so I'm, I'm really new to this. So it might uh, not be very interesting. It, it doesn't matter, man. It's just a conversation, right? And, Absolutely. and as long as, again, going back to what we said about your, your mother's interaction with people, as long as you're in a, a genuine conversation Absolutely. and uh there's there's no way to fail at that yep. so man I, I it's been good to finally get to meet you, you i too, mean obviously yeah, you absolutely. and i've kind of connected through linkedin and, and instagram a few times and know some obvious mutual friends yep. i mean you can't be from west texas yeah and not literally know everyone no matter which side or which town yeah, you're correct from, correct whether you're from the better odessa or the the least liked midland right i mean it's yeah you're all the same uh, when you said better Odessa, I thought you meant the less west Odessa. No, the, no, the better Odessa. Way, the, the more west you go, the better off you I are. I thought you meant the more east Odessa. I mean, they're, they're a lot like y'all Midlanders. I was also confused, though, because better Odessa is such a like an oxymoron. No, There's just man. no way that can it, be true. It's here. It's here, bud. Yeah, okay. It's, right here. okay. it's over by Osaka. You're sitting in it right now. Oh, without a doubt, man. Absolutely. These offices are actually Absolutely. really, really nice, man. Appreciate it. Uh, but just... All the best. All continued success, man. And, uh, and I really appreciate everything. Heck yeah. And, uh, and congratulations on this podcast, man. This is going to be a cool deal. I, I'm, I'm excited to download it and listen to it. All, it's so. cool, man. I'm, I'm excited to get to do it. And, and again, you know, shout out to Aaron Marquez and, yeah. and Wildcat Oil Tools, my, the company I work for, for uh, you know, encouraging me to do this and also allowing it's me amazing. the flexibility to do this. Yeah. You know? and yeah. You're not going to find that very often in, in anybody. No, so no. Aaron doing that is amazing. That's really cool. You know, it's, it's the advantage, I think, of having um, – CEOs and, and founders and, that are younger now yeah, yeah. That, that see value in they understand social it. media and see value in these types of yep. things and, and see that that can really truly for almost a free advertising yeah. perspective, yep. you know, reach huge audiences. Yep. I mean, this is, this is going to reach probably tens of people. Yeah. Tens of people. I yeah. like it. I'll, I'll keep promoting it. I'll promote, promote. No doubt, man. Uh, but thank you so much Absolutely. for the uh, the hospitality and the yep. drinks and and, uh, and the conversation, man. Yes, I, I learned a lot, and I know our, our whoever listens to this will too. Absolutely. Hope so. If I help one person, that's good. Hey, man, I've often said if you can change the world for one person, you've actually changed the entire world. 100% right. So yep. I think that's the way to look at it. And, and man, if, if, uh, if there's anything I can ever do for you, Please don't hesitate. Same here, man. Appreciate you reaching out. Awesome, man. Right, Thanks, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank yep, you. Bye.